But wait, it gets worse. In 2003, Don Spirit spent three years in jail for accidentally shooting and killing his 13-year-old son, Kyle. In 2014, he shot and killed his daughter and his six grandchildren in a murder-suicide. But wait, it gets worse. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Mara. Each week, we'll bring you a chilling tale and a real-life encounter, and it's up to you to determine which is which. And last week, we told you about some celebrity stories. Yes. Kind of. Mine, I feel like, wasn't super celebratory. That's not the right word. Celebrity. Celebritative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my story was the fake one. Um, It was, of course, a Reddit no sleep story. And it was about some podcasters, which I thought was kind of fitting. Um, I got that from user trash underscore Tia. I love these names. Every time I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be friends with that person. Um, so that means that my story was the true story of Vera Farmiga, the star of The Conjuring. Um, I got most of my information from cinemablend.com and cheatsheet.com slash movies. What are we doing? Oh, I wanted to say that I checked in with that TikToker. The neighbors. That, yeah, mm-hmm. the one that had the creepy neighbor come into her apartment. Yeah. And it does look like she moved out of the apartment a week later. Good. Um, although she claims that it was like she was moving out anyways. So Okay, so not necessarily because of that. But. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's hopefully in a safer situation. Though. Yeah, I'm sure it sped up her process a little bit. Yeah, for real. I mean, I'm looking to move out of my house, and if I found something creepy chilling in my room while I was sleeping, I'd probably do it a little quicker, too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what this, are we doing this week? This week, we are talking about grandparents. Um, are you ready for this shit? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, old people scare me. Sometimes they scare me, too. It depends. Have you seen the movie The Visit? Where the two kids go to visit their grandparents. I don't think so. Oh, dude. You've got to watch that movie. Oh, man. It's fucked. Is it, like, old? Like, maybe a couple of years old. You've never seen it with the old woman, and she's, like, underneath the house with them, and she's, like, trying to catch them under the house, like, crawling around. Ew. Oh, God, it's so creepy. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. I also didn't like the motions that you just did. That's all I could think of when we were, like, we're doing grandparents. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'm going to tell you a story first. Okay. I'm excited. So, in August 1955, nine-year-old Frances Jean Wallace was found beaten to death on the floor of her living room. Getting right into it. Okay. Yeah. Her sister, older sister, Glenda Fay, who was 13 at the time, was outside playing when she heard a loud commotion. Okay. She ran inside, saw the body of her dead little sister, and fled the house to the neighbors across the street, of course, screaming the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Mrs. Archer was this neighbor across the street. Okay. So Mrs. Archer hears the screaming and like freaks out. And so she runs toward the house. She runs inside where she finds Francis's body is still, Francis's body still lying on the ground. And she's nine. Yeah. She's nine years oh. old. Three to four feet 
from her body. Why are you laughing? This is not the funny. face that you're making. It scared me. I just, I feel like it's it's going to get worse and I'm not ready. It, it definitely will. Three but to wait. four feet from her body was her grandfather, Robert J. Wallace, 78, rocking in his chair. Shut up. <laughs> just chilling? Just rocking back and forth. Okay, was he there when the Glenda, 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 when Glenda came in, was he there? He was. Yeah. And she wasn't like, yo, grandpa, what's up with this? She just, I mean, he was so calm rocking in his chair. Could she you just even went, imagine walking in on that and being like, okay, gotta go to the no, neighbor's You're house. 13 years old and you walk in on your nine-year-old little sister dead, beaten to death on the floor. You're, you're not even going to ask questions. You're going to scream and run like she did. Yeah, dude, that's, I don't like that. I don't like any of it. But Mrs. Archer does ask questions. Okay. To grandpa? To grandpa. So she says, she's a badass bitch. I'd be like, okay, let's go back outside now. <laughs> she says, Robert, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, nothing. I just killed her. Shut up. Just like that? Just like that. What's wrong with him? So by Robert's account, he was trying to take a nap. He says that Francis was sitting at a table in the living room, coloring and singing while she colored. Okay. That sounds like a nine-year-old. She was keeping him from his nap with her singing. Uh-huh. So he doesn't report asking her to stop, telling her that it bothered him, or giving her any warning. He says he walked into the kitchen to pour some milk, drank it while going through his toolbox, and walked up behind her with a ball-peen hammer. Okay, so my first red flag is any grown adult drinking a glass of milk. I kind of knew you were going to say that. I hate it so much. I also much. recently saw a TikTok, and it was like this guy interviewing people, and he was like, what makes a guy toxic? And the girl's hammered, and she grabs the microphone, and she goes, drinking milk. Dude, when I'm at work, if I'm working the bar and someone rings in like a glass of milk, and the server walks up to me and I'm like, is this glass of milk for a child or an adult? And if they say adult, I'm like, I can't, I cannot physically pour that. Like, I can't do it. My dad used to drink a glass of milk growing up all the time. But other than that, I don't know a single person who does that. I feel like the adults in my family also drink milk. Like, it's going out of style. Is it I don't know of like if it a was certain like, age group, you think? I think so. Boomers, dude. Uh, boomers drink oh, milk. But why? Like, why don't, don't fucking, we? Why do boomers do anything That's they do? Good question. Good like, question. they do all of the bad things. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Okay. So, Grandpa drank milk, and I immediately crossed him off the list. Yes. Okay. So, he just, you know, he needed to pour that glass so he could drink it while he was looking through his toolbox and find his ball-peen hammer. He said he hit her, in total, about 20 times. After a couple blows, her body fell to the floor, so he dragged her to the corner of the room to, quote, get in a full swing. I've got a couple of um, comments, mm -hmm. questions, suggestions, maybe. When your granddaughter is singing and it's bothering you, I think there are several steps that you can maybe take before brutally murdering her with a hammer. I think you might be right. 
We could be wrong, but I think that we're honest. Also, how many times he hit her? He says about 20. All right. So her parents were both at work at the time. When her mother heard of the slaying, she was hospitalized for shock. Yeah, I'd imagine. Now, not imagine oh, leaving no, your I, kids with the man I that you think you can trust. Cannot. So sick of the him. therapy this family must need. I can't even oh, imagine. Yeah. So now, not only was Robert still rocking in his chair when Mrs. Archer got to the house, but he was literally still there even when the police arrived. Like he just never got up. He was still just chilling in the chair. He's unwell. He's mentally not okay. He was How arrested. How old was he? 70? 78. Okay. He was arrested. He was kept in a padded cell in Galveston County Jail, which is about 20 minutes from Texas City where this took place. Mm -hmm. uh, he waived the preliminary hearing with just the nod of his head for the district attorney, which sends the case directly to a grand jury. So he didn't have any of the other stuff. I feel like you need first. to confirm verbally. Uh, about 19, anything in, in court. 1955, though. Oh, yeah, there was. So I'd have to be like, hey, can I get a, a yes right. or a no? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, according to family members, he had been dealing with depression and, quote, senile changes over the last few months, which at the time highlighted the need for elderly care. Okay. Media coverage of the case dwindled, and there was no follow up to the trial. However, Robert's obituary was posted in February 1957, noting his place of death as Rusk, Texas, where the state's mental hospital was located at the time. Okay. So, I mean, that mental hospital in Rusk is still there and open. There's just a lot more of them now throughout the state. So. Yeah. That's the uh, story of... So Francis I wonder Wallace. if in his obituary... You know how it'll say like predeceased by. Like I wonder if it said like predeceased by his granddaughter Francis, or if you leave that out because he murdered her. Well, right, because your family members are usually the ones that write an obit for yeah. you. Yeah, like and who even wrote it? It's not like his like. I mean, he's still. I'm sorry, but if somebody children. murdered my child, I don't think I'd be writing their obituary. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Oh, but at the God. same time, is it literally like dementia or you know something that? Okay, you but here's know. the thing. Like, if it is dementia, then he should have been in elderly care. And Absolutely. Why, I don't want to victim blame or blame again, the people that are still surviving, but why didn't you left your kids with him and you didn't put him in care? So another thing that I saw was that in the state, they did not have elderly care, like, residences at the time. <sighs> it was so that early. Sucks. They hadn't opened any yet. Okay. So, and again, they had just started noticing a couple things over the last couple months. So, right. And if it's just here and there, you're like, oh, grandpa's silly. Like, yeah. So exactly. Just right. some, some crazy shit. I had to unbutton my pants because, you know, pregnancy. Have you? <laughs> Have you said anything about that on the podcast yet? Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, hey guys, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Mara. Yay. Um. Yeah, that I didn't like any part of that story whatsoever. I'm really sorry. Um, I'm gonna tell you a story that you're probably not gonna like either. Great. Okay. I'm really excited about my story. I'm pretty excited too. 
Um, let's see. So, during the months of June, July, and August, I spent many hot summers of my childhood at my grandmother's house, further west on the island of Cape Breton. The forest was plentiful, the plains were a vibrant green, and my grandmother's house was a rickety old two-story that was built somewhere in the 50s and looked like it didn't belong. Despite its shortcomings, my childhood summers spent here were some of the best I ever had. There were no other children to play with for the next few miles towards town, but I made my own fun running through the fields of grass and smelling flowers in my grandma's garden. I can still recall the smell of my Nana's butterscotch muffins wafting through an open window, mm. sweet and heavenly, beckoning me inside. That sounds great. I've never had a butterscotch muffin. That sounds really good. <laughs> I can still remember the sound of cicadas and a warm breeze brushing my skin. I can still remember my grandma's face watching me from underneath the porch step, Ew. smiling with all of her teeth and calling me to come inside. Nope. There were a lot of rules at my grandma's house, like no running inside the house with my shoes on and not playing in the garden. Some of them didn't make sense to me, like locking the windows and doors before bed, even though we lived miles from society. Turning off the television at eight and being in bed by nine was the worst on a night with no school. Mm -hmm. There were even unspoken rules, ones that I didn't ask my grandma about. Things like not sleeping with our arms and legs off the bed. Things like checking the doors and windows twice, or not pulling the shower curtain closed all the way, or no hiding under beds or in closets, or pulling the cord to the attic off the nail it was wrapped around. Though some things were odd, my grandma was still a very liked woman. She was lithe and her hair was long, shining a bright silver that looked like it reflected the moonlight. While she usually kept her hair up in a tight bun, making the frown lines on her face more prominent, when the hair was down, she would have been called beautiful. When my grandpa was alive, he would call her a silver fox. Age made her soften herself. Her children made her emotional, and my grandpa passing away made her sad and distant. But never once did I question her love for me. Grandpa spent a lot of time out west, so his visits home were rare, but wonderful. My grandma used to say that she liked having me around when he was gone during the summertime because it made her feel useful. I guess now that I looked back on it, my Nana was lonely. <sighs> I will try to detail the events that happened chronologically, but I was, a, I was little and I blacked out a lot of my childhood here with good reason. My grandma lived under the house. Yeah, I don't even, just that phrase I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw her go to bed once. I never thought about it too much as I was a big kid that could sleep in a bed alone with my covers tucked around me and my little fingers and toes tucked away safely from the edge of the bed. There were quite a few times though that she would visit me from the window, standing in her garden bed to whisper things to me behind the glass. My grandma's face was pressed up against the window pane, Gross. smiling with all of her teeth. Her hands cupped around her face to see inside a little better. I never questioned it. Why would I? I was just a kid with a silly grandma. Ugh. There was nothing else to it. Sweetie, can you open the door for me? I'm a little chilly out here. She told me once, her lips moving just slightly to the sound of the words she spoke from behind the glass. The window was high up enough that I could see just above her collarbone. She could open the fucking door if she wanted herself. 
enough height of, that I could see just above her collarbone, but I could see that she wasn't wearing anything. Ew. Put on some damn clothes, Grandma. I laughed a childish laugh, and I responded with something like, That's silly, Grandma. You have a key to get inside. Come okay. in before you get cold. Smart kid. My grandma wouldn't respond after this, but her spot, her smile would never waver, not even for a second. Ew. <laughs> she was still standing in what would have been my Nana's garden, one of the many things my grandma wouldn't let me do. Though she wouldn't say anything directly to me, every time I turned away from the window, I could hear her whispering things to me. I couldn't make it out, and I thought it could have just been nonsense. I didn't turn around to face her. I was uncomfortable with facing her for some reason. <laughs> I fucking wonder why. It's not <laughs> yeah, same. Shit or <laughs> I would lay in my bed and listen to her mumble incoherent things until I would fall asleep. It became like a routine. I would listen to her whisper softly until I slept, and by morning she would be in the kitchen making breakfast, pretending like nothing happened. How does he like? How does he think that this is fine? And you've never talked about it. You just you just, you think just pretend that every everybody's grandma just, just does this. Yeah. My grandma would call me silly when I tried to confront her about it. Okay. Okay, Wait, but also the other thing is, like, when you go to bed and you're like, good night, grandma, you're never like, hey, see you in a couple hours when you creepily wake me up. Like, right. You don't want to talk about that. Right. Okay, continue. Oh. When I tried to confront her about it, she told me that I had a vivid imagination in the way adults would tell kids. I never really brought anything up to her after this. It was like a game between us. Oh, you poor child. <laughs> Every couple of nights, my grandma would come to the window and tell me to let her inside. Sometimes she would tell me that I was a good kid. Sometimes she would tell me I was a bad child. Once, only once, did I see the smile drift from her face. She had been pestering me every night since she had started this game between us. I would ask her, beg her, plead her to just go away and let me sleep that I was too tired to play and I didn't want to do this anymore. It wasn't until I got aggravated enough to yell at her that she left me alone for a few days, but not very long. Oh, it wasn't until I got aggravated enough to yell at her that she left me alone for a few days, but not for very long. I already told you that I don't want to play anymore. Just come inside yourself and go to sleep. Yeah, stupid grandma. God damn it, grandma. <laughs> her smile turned into a frown. But the look in her eyes made me very uncomfortable. Ew. She didn't whisper to me that night, but every few moments I would turn around and find her watching me, frowning and glaring. I don't know how I managed to fall asleep, but I do remember waking up to the smell of baking on, bacon on the frying pan and the sound of Grandma humming a song. There are so many times in this story where he's like, Eventually, I fell asleep. I'm like, bitch, how? <laughs> well, because he doesn't think anything weird about it. He thinks this is their normal, like, banter. He's like, okay. I'm playing with my naked grandma outside while she whispers to me. Like, it's gonna get weirder. I'm sure it will. And he still falls asleep. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. One night, I decided to purposefully unlock the door. Mm. Bro, the rule was literally to keep the door locked. But okay. <laughs> I waited until Nana went to bed. I thought you said she doesn't go to bed. <laughs> I waited until my Nana went to bed to creep across the cold floor, unhook the latches from the front door, and then I ran up to my room to wait underneath the cover for my grandma to finally give this game up. 
She didn't come to the window that night. Ew, ew, ew. Oh. She came through my bedroom door. No, I'm like literally freaking out right now. I could hear her get on all fours. Oh my God. I could hear her shuffle across the floor. I could hear her crawl under my bed. I'm dying. And that night, I heard her whispering from underneath my mattress <gasps> with my ear pressed up against the bed and the covers pulled over my head. I'm hungry. <gasps> I'm so hungry. I can smell you. Ew, okay, wait, <laughs> hold on, I have a question. <laughs> so I just thought about the rules for a second. So the actual grandma breaks all the fucking rules. No, the actual grandma oh, yeah. knows that this fucking creepy ass naked grandma exists? I don't know. Have you noticed that he keeps going back and forth from calling her grandma to, to calling nana. her nana? Yeah, so I did notice that, but I thought maybe they were talking about two different people. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. Ew, ew, ew. I'm so fucking creeped out. <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. I shifted on the bed with my back facing the wall and the window. I didn't want to play this game anymore. Oh, don't blame you, sweet pumpkin. I can smell your fucking liver. <gasps> Foul. <laughs> I can't even get through this. The helplessness of knowing that there was no one I could call to to wake me up from this bad dream was a feeling like I'd never experience again. I'm going to crawl inside your insides, you little bag of shit. Ew. Okay, what the fuck? I know. I can't tell you what she continued to whisper to me from underneath my mattress. Because it's illegal. <laughs> I blocked a lot of it out, curled myself into my blankets, and made sure there were no parts sticking out before I oh. slept. Oh. I'm so mad at him for falling Wait, asleep. Wait, she's still down there? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'll catch on the flip side. I'm gonna catch some Z's now. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I'm dying. Uh, I can tell you that when I opened my eyes a crack. Hey! Sorry, oh, that's, that's my cats. <laughs> I can tell you that when I opened my eyes a crack, peered out from my blankets, I could see Grandma's eyes watching me from the bottom of the bed. Ew. I don't know how long I laid there, paralyzed with fear, but I did manage to fall asleep. Nope. Mm -mm. What the fuck? I don't. I. It's not. Literally not possible. Unless you pass out from fear. I woke up the next day without my Nana watching me from under the bed. Ew, okay. If she noticed the unlatched door, she didn't say anything. The look she gave me was a curious side eye as she put my eggs on the plate. I can tell I broke her heart a little when I asked her if I could go home. From that night on to the next few nights before I went home, I made sure the door was locked twice. She visited me repeatedly until I left. I didn't look. She visited me repeatedly until I left. I didn't look at the house getting smaller in the rear window, feeling like if I did, I might see her watching me back. I didn't go back to that house over the summertime. My grandma came to visit me quite a few times at my house, and there was nothing out of the ordinary as far as I could tell. The nightly visits were over, and a few years after that, my grandpa was diagnosed with late-stage Alzheimer's. No, there's a grandpa in the picture? There is, but he's away at work, like, all the time. Oh, okay. I was like, why? Okay, sorry. My grandma and my grandpa were two of the most in love people that you could have met without being overly showy. 
My grandpa's sneaky kisses behind the back of his grandkids and the smile on my grandma's face when he would ask for her co for his coffee was proof. I could see the pain on her face when she would talk about how he forgot her name again that day or couldn't remember the names of his kids. Mm -hmm. I watched my grandma suffer through my grandpa's disease as he slipped, 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 and finally slipped away. My grandma died a while after that, hooked up to hospital tubes and being sassy to nurses. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, she never had to experience the deterioration of her mind as Alzheimer's took her away from us. My grandma was spry, beautiful, clever, and a little weird. No fucking shit. It wasn't until we went back to clean her things from her house that I asked my mom about it. She told me a lot of things that I wouldn't have been told as a child. She told me that grandpa was a war veteran who married a much younger girl who worked at a flower shop. They lived in poverty for most of their lives, and when he couldn't afford an engagement ring, he built her a house with his own two hands instead. I asked her in the middle of this about my childhood. I didn't mention the things I had experienced. I felt like she, too, would have given me some flippant wave and a spile about my imagination as a kid. Your grandma was a little superstitious. For a short time, we thought that she might have been getting Alzheimer's herself. My mother sighed as she tucked photographs into a cardboard box. There were just little things, like not remembering where she put her keys or forgetting about doing things in her garden. Just little things. <laughs> Suddenly, I felt like there was a weight lifted off of my chest. That could, have very been well, that could have very well been the explanation for all of the oddities and weirdness. I felt kind of rude saying it out loud myself. My, my mother got me to help her pack boxes into the back of her car, ready to start moving out her things from the house and let it become an abandoned shack in the middle of nowhere. When we finished packing, I hopped in the passenger seat, lit up a smoke, and looked back to give one final farewell to the place I had spent a lot of my favorite, a lot of time with my favorite grandma in the world. The only thing is, as we were driving back home, why did I see her watching me from underneath the step with a smile on her face and far too many teeth? So there's two different individuals. I think so. I but think they that's what's look going exactly on. the same, except one has more teeth and is naked all the time <laughs> and lives under the house. Ew. 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 Yeah. I. That story gave me like I have goosebumps I'm right now. My head is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> my head is fucked up. Oh my god, that was so gross. I really liked it though. I liked it in a hating it way. Okay, great. <laughs> that's that's kind of the goal though, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah, that one gave me the heebie-jeebies. Um, um anyways. On that note, next week we're talking about college. College stories. That should be a doozy. I feel like there's um a a lot of ways we could go with it. Yeah. We'll see. What else do we say? I don't know. How do we how do we have a podcast again? Oh yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll be back next week to tell you which story was a real life encounter and which one was fiction. And we'll also include the credits of this week's stories in the show notes for next week. You can submit your own personal stories too, but wait, it gets worse at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at but wait it gets worse. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.